calcium deposit. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the X Button Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the X Button Calcium Deposit. All right, this is a weird intro, but what's up, everybody? Welcome to the X Button Podcast. Today is the third time uh, I've tried to start this podcast with no interruption, but Groove wants to talk about calcium deposits. Don't you, Groove? Definitely not. Definitely I'm here not with Groove, who loves calcium deposits. Introduce yourself, Groove. Hello, people. I am Groove, and I do not like calcium deposits. And today. Well, hold on. Let me first of all address the elephant in the room. And I'm not talking about my fat ass. I'm talking about something bigger, dude. I'm talking about something more important, brother. I'm talking about that mother freaking episode that did not happen yesterday. It was probably one of my favorite episodes. You know what I'm saying? I took a day off, group. I don't know if you know this. I took a, I took a day off. Dude, you know what, man? Sometimes you need that. You need that to reset. You need that to collect. Then you come back better than ever, dude. You have to collect of a size. Absolutely. I had to come back stronger, better, faster, more platinumed than previous. You know what I'm saying? Got another You know what you know what you know what I don't like though? I hear I hear a little rumor. I don't know if it's true. I want you to confirm it on the pod for me. Are you trying to get the Elden Ring PS4 plat without me? <laughs> See, I don't know if I like that. I don't know. If, I don't know if I'm a big fan of that. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. I want to be Joe with you, but I also want to be Frank with you. Okay. All right. All right. I'm not a first. Someone Joe. First someone okay, Joe. Okay. Ooh, of course. <laughs> uh, if you if you want my if you want Frank's answer, you probably like Frank's answer more. I'm not sure if I'm gonna fully go through with it. I just kind of started it to keep playing it, you know, because I'm not really. Uh, like I like WWE, but I can't play it all day. I like uh, I like Gran Turismo. I can't play that all day. I just I get mind numbed a little bit. But Elden Ring hits that nice fucking backstroke, dude. That I I can just sit there for hours and just mindlessly level up and farm souls. But if you want to download that PS4 version, I can't guarantee a platinum know. run. But I'd be definitely down to play it again. You know. And Here's I think, the question: Can I though? Since I have the physical copy. Oops. Oops. Oops! Now Oops. I'm even more pissed. Oops! Oops! Sorry, how is, dude. Wait, how sorry. is that not a thing? How is it, how is a multi-platform game not like, especially if you buy the upper level one, you know, like the the newer uh, newer gen version? Mm-hmm. How is that not included with the game? Like, yeah, that, it, you know, that is a weird thing you know, that it's only like tied to uh, physical or digital, because like, right. It should just still give you like a soft license that needs the disc or something for the previous games. Like it doesn't make exactly. sense. But uh I mean, you know, you know, corporation's gonna corporation, brother. You gotta have some benefit for getting digital and being permanently tied to the What do you mean you have your benefit of getting to play it early? It's not early. What do you mean you play it at twelve AM? I know, I just wanted to hear you say it. No, it's it's not it's not <laughs> early. I mean, like, for instance, if Best Buy happened to have a midnight release, you would have got it at midnight, too. You know what I'm saying? It's not technically early. All right, all right. I got a question for you. When was the last time Best Buy had a 12 a.m. drop? I'm waiting. I'll be honest. I don't fucking know. Like, I I, I think... Oh, shit. I think the last, like, midnight drop I've been to was, like, maybe... PS4 launch or some shit like 
something way back. <laughs> I don't I don't fucking know. But like I, I do know that like uh GameStop recently had like one or two midnight releases for like Pokemon and stuff, but that's weird. Like I, I don't know what happened. What happened to midnight releases? That's a good topic. What's going on with midnight releases, Group? You got any reports on your side, brother? So I'm gonna say before the pandemic. I think it was just because nobody was really going out there like super early to get the games. I mean, you know, like the amount of additional staffing that they had to coordinate, yada, yada, just to be able to get that to work out. I think they probably decided not to do it anymore. That's just my guess on that. Plus, you know, GameStop's a dying business, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. even though, you know, the meme is over. So obviously they ain't getting any better. Um, you mean to tell me they're not going to the moon that, anymore? No, definitely not. They're Man. actually going inside. They're going inside the earth, bro. Are you telling me the five thousand dollars I submitted a week ago in GameStop stock is worth nothing? Oh, definitely. God you damn definitely it. got in at the wrong time, bro. God damn it. I'm sorry. No, but you know yeah, what? Like, it happens to the best of us. I agree. Like it's weird. Like I I remember I remember so many like midnight releases. That were awesome. Like some of them had like tournaments. Some of them had like little trivia things, and you can earn, you can like, uh, like get rewards and stuff just from like them doing events. Some of them had food. Mm-hmm. Some of them had like cookout food, like uh, hot dogs and burgers and shit. Uh, there's like many different ones I've been to, and I'm like, that is such a dying trend of midnight mm-hmm. releases. And I don't know what killed it because you would think that like GameStop overlords would be like, yeah, we kind of want people in our store. First of all, second of all. You know, you get that extra employee uh, time there. You know, a lot of people don't want to work. You make them work midnight releases, even though they want to play the game. But they don't get to, do they? Because they work at GameStop, all right? It was their choice to work there, and that's why they don't get to play at midnight. And that's why, I mean, let's be real. They're probably getting it off the back of a truck anyways to play it at midnight, and we don't. So, not fair. They're playing it earlier because they can pull it off that truck, right? (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I fucking... I remember, uh, like when the I think it was the PS5 pre-orders came in. It was like the PS5 pre-orders of the oh, it was the Switch OLED, I think. And I was talking to somebody there, and they were like, "Yeah, we only got like we're only able to to lock in like five or six pre-orders. You got one of them, and of course, like you know, me and like two other employees got like three of them there. And I was just like, "What the fuck is this?" I was they like, got this, three of them. Yeah, like yeah, like they they swoop in on any of the pre-orders, which I guess makes sense. But at the same time, like, come on, GameStop, though it's for the players, uh, dude. I what thought the- even for Best Buy, they were like, eh, you know, if it's oh yeah, Best Buy does new, not like, fuck around with that at all. You get no special treatment. No, that's that's why I'm like, I don't know. It, it's neither here nor there, but it's still like, yeah, I feel like midnight releases need to kind of come back because it kind of gives you that for sure. It gives you like that sense of community. I think first and foremost, you get to sit around with like fans of the game. Like I remember midnight releases for like the 3DS and stuff. And like if you did any of those releases, it consisted of a bunch of what you would probably call nerds. But we, we <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was like waiting in line, and like everybody had their DS. And back then, like for instance, when the new 3DS came out, they Put had the a mid- up in a little ball. <laughs> yeah, everybody was curled up in the. They were just like rolling around. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like they had like all right. So the 3ds had a feature called uh, what is it called? Me? What is what the fuck is it called? People are gonna hate me for not remembering. You're like it's called Me Plaza. Uh, 
it's basically a me game where like if you get in the vicinity of another 3ds it'll ping them and it'll send your me to their console and then in doing so there's like little mini games you can play on the system to use those me's that you kind of like run into so it encourages you to like run into people with 3ds's so mm. when the new 3ds came out which is just an upgraded version of it uh kind of like the oled um in line there was like maybe 60 people or something and they all had 3ds's and you were just like pinging with all of them and like they were all talking about games you were seeing people playing games together and like you know doing like local co-op on certain games like it was it was fucking cool and i feel like a lot of those experiences are dead now uh do you have any fond memories of midnight releases or are you just a pick up and go guy no i remember one that you and i went to was halo 4 i think you and i went to best buy and they had like a they had like this weird like trailer like enclosed trailer that was full oh, yeah. of like consoles and there was like a little tournament that they had before the game came out mm-hmm. i obviously did absolutely horrible but um i thought you did pretty good if i remember correctly like you ended up getting pretty far i thought yeah i think i made it like, like two or three games in and then i i got brutally murdered because people were picking up these new <laughs> weapons that i'm not used to right wasn't somebody like I thought? You know, this may be you know the the whole fuzziness going on here, but I thought somebody was like cheating. Like even people were like, "Man, this dude's like screen watching us." Because you remember, you um you were like next to each other with with TVs. Mm-hmm. So like I think basically you could just look at the other screen and be like, "Oh, oh yeah, he's right there." You know, I'm gonna go get him. Yeah, yeah, book. yeah. It was a weird I, setup it, too. You're right. Yeah. And it was so long ago, I don't even remember. What, what was that, like 2013 or something? Something like that. I'll, I'll, we'll just say for the sake of the memory that uh, I did get cheated. I should have won. And, for sure, uh, we'll for leave sure. It, we'll leave it at that. But um, nah, beyond that, I can't even think of anything else. Uh, like, I, I obviously would do it if they had it. I remember doing it pretty often, but um, beyond that, no. I did can't you really get- say anything else. Did you get Dark Souls or Demon Souls on Midnight, or did you go and pick them up? I know, I know so, you picked up one with me. I just don't remember which one, if you did a Midnight release or not. I think you and I both picked up Dark Souls 2 together. Yeah. Dark Souls 1, I had pre-ordered in college, but I didn't pick it up day one, because, you know, night shift, so couldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, Demon Souls, I picked up probably a couple of years after it came out because I didn't even have a PS3 at the time, so I couldn't even play it anyway. Uh, so yeah, I think honestly that's it because I think, well, actually remember Dark Souls 3 because, you know, you and I are, uh, you know, Souls poppies. Mm-hmm. We got the digital version and I think we got the yeah, we got physical, physical and digital. Yeah. <laughs> we we double like, dipped on that one. Which is crazy because I hate that game, but you know, I mean, you I, like I hate it. it. I hate know. it, but you know, I love it. You know We're what I mean? We're not like, here to hate, hate on it, it, though. That's what. That's the I funny thing love about it. that dude. I, I love to hate it. How does that work? Is that really? You should hate to love it. I think that's what you mean. <sighs> yeah, I, I don't know if we should go into the little bag of worms because you know it's. We'll it's just, a very. I agree. Objective I agree. opinion. It's a very objective opinion we'll just, that nobody we'll just, else seems to share. Yes. We'll, <laughs> just, we'll, just, we'll, just, we'll leave it at like. Dark Souls 3 had a ton of poise and it actually worked. Um, so moving on from that. Oh, you're trying to talk. No, no, no. I mean, it's fine. You want to leave it. We'll just leave it. I agree. I think you're, you're trying to I think, right now. Okay. I think it's the most mature thing to do is to leave it uh, where it stands. <laughs> uh, are you at all interested in the Returnal DLC? 
Man, so I am, but I don't know uh, what are the prices looking like on that game right now. I think it's a free update. Oh, you're talking about like the actual game? Yeah, because we don't have it anymore. <laughs> uh, let me see. Uh, Return of PS5. Uh, I'm not sure. Mm, brother. Not sure, brother. Oh, it looks like it's a fat 36 bucks at GameStop. Where you could. Where it's obviously new, and then you go to the wall, and they get the case, and they put the disc in, and they're like, here, I'll take oh, that man. new price now. That is why I have not been back there since Dark Souls <laughs> 2. I will never do that again. <laughs> never, ever, dude. That, oh, man. Can we can we go on a quick rant? Like, so, I feel like we've probably talked about this before, so people are probably like tuning out right now. But nothing pissed me off more. Then when I went, and now granted, they kind of had me by the little cojones there because they were the only one in Louisville that had the, um, what was that remastered version called? Uh, it was, Scholar of the First Sin? There you go. The Scholar of the First Sin edition. I was like, you know what, I'm not going to get it. But then you got it, and I was like, oh. So I had to go get it, hmm. and I did. But the problem was, it was the only one in Louisville, and it said new on the website. I'm like, oh, bet. You know, new? Sounds great. Go there. I'm like, yeah, I heard, you know, online you have a new copy. Can I have that? Dude walks over to the shelf, grabs a box, comes back, pulls the game out of the drawer, puts it in there. He's like, here you go. Here's $60, please. You know, it's like. That's the most defeating feeling ever because, you know, if you bring it back, they're going to be like, why is it open? Like, no matter what. Most definitely. bullshit. Most definitely. That was, (laughs) dude, I'm. That is the main reason why GameStop is going out of business because of that BS right there, first of all. And then obviously, you know, they do, they don't really do a whole lot else other than games. So, you know, they kind of don't have a very diversified market. But Well, you know what do. I, you know what I miss is a little thing called Gamers Unlocked at Best Buy, brother. That was a, that was some love and it lasted a little too short. It's basically well, they, a service, if, if you guys don't yeah. know, where you get 20% off all new games so any new game that came out was 20 percent off fucking insane what a deal and they just randomly got rid of it remember those days group group are you there hello did i lose you are you there brother hello dude hello this is dead air my podcast is in shambles what's going on are you there, group? Help! Hello? Hello? We gotta back out of the call, maybe, brother. I can't hear you, dude. Are you there, dude? Is your mic disconnected? Did your phone die? What? Did Did your laptop die? What? Are you gonna text me? What? His computer died. Alright, so... Let's get back at it. So we'll talk about... He, he obviously doesn't remember it, all right? So, he, you know, he didn't say anything, and that's fine. Um, but we'll carry on from that for now. Let's talk a little bit about some other stuff that's just going on in the world. Let's talk about Tunic for a second. Tunic is amazing. My Tunic impressions are here, and they are strong. This game is interesting. It's made by one guy, I believe, if I remember correctly. And it is insane. Um... So it is an isometric game where you play as a fox and you get to dodge away from enemies, kind of like, uh, dare I say, Dark Souls. And 
they have bonfires, dare I say Dark Souls. Uh, Steve brought up all these comparisons, and I agree. It definitely plays a lot like Dark Souls in a way. But it also has a charm and the play style of Legend of Zelda. So if you like the older isometric Legend of Zelda games, it's it's got all that. It's got all that fanfare for you. So if you don't want to uh, let those memories fall to the wayside, this one will spark it back up, make you want to play all the old Zelda games. And uh, it's interesting so far. I'm actually liking it. It has its own language, which is kind of weird. So any item you pick up, you don't know what the fuck it's saying, but it does kind of like lead you on like, okay, here's the thing. Yes or no. You know, you're kind of like, what? And you pick yes, and he'll he'll pick up the key. You know, it's kind of like obvious reasons, obvious things you kind of do. Then they also have a guide, which is pretty cool. That is like, it's like a basic um, how to play thing. And uh, you kind of pick them up as you move on. They're like tutorial things you pick up. And it it is filled with like a bunch of the made up letters and and characters you kind of, you kind of see in the game. But next to them, they'll say like, Blah, 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 roll. And I'll have a, you know, the circle button or the, or the A button, whatever. Um, and then, you know, it just keeps going on from there. You get to kind of like, you're kind of like, and you're kind of figuring out the world as you're moving through it on your own, which I think is really interesting. And not many games let you do that, uh, where it's kind of like, yeah, you're figuring out the world, but everyone here speaks English. You know, you're, you're figuring out the world, but uh, you've seen these items. You know what these things kind of do. This one is like you are in an uncharted world. You're a fox for some reason. There are goblins and monsters everywhere. Um, they all speak a different language. So you are a foreigner, and you are just as lost as the main character feels when he picks up a key, and it says bleep blorp for yes or bleep blot for no. And uh, it's awesome, man. It got really great reviews, I love too, the bleep blorps. Uh, but I think... Overall, it's pretty good. I'm, I'm digging it. So, uh, Gruber, why'd you have to ruin my show? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> my fucking it's show that old is computer life. <laughs> my freaking show is ruined, dude. It it uh so so let me let me give you the backstory on that. So this computer, like I have never ever turn it off unless it just does what it does which <laughs> just out of nowhere just decides to like poop itself but uh but we're back baby we're back so what uh, what game was that, was uh, that i was giving my impressions tunic? on tunic oh tunic which yeah, currently right. is sitting at a nine on ign and uh you know how i feel about ign and it's currently you know. sitting currently sitting at a first up graphics on uh acg so you know, there's that. <laughs> First step. First Does step? he like IGN? It's like a bull in a china shop with a tail left on the fucking thing. I don't know. Um, so I was asking before you rudely uninterrupted the show. Uh, <laughs> basically asking, brother, like, you remember that Gamers Unlocked program, dude? Dude, 100%. It's like, why don't you hooked me up with that. Yeah. Like, why don't they, why don't they love, like, how come no companies appreciate gamers anymore? I guess the closest thing would be Xbox Game Pass. Like, that's the closest, the best deal in gaming we have right now. Where before, Best Buy Unlocked was, like, insane. 20% off any new game. Um, and it was, like, literally everything. So, you could, and it worked on pre-orders, too, which is nuts. Not many, like, programs like that work on pre-orders. Right. So... 
yeah, it's crazy. I don't know. What, what, what do you remember about that? What do you, what, uh, how, how well did you like that one? So I think now I'm putting my tinfoil hat on for why it went away. I think it was because initially gaming is not nearly as big of a deal as it is now. And I think more than likely Best Buy was probably losing money too. Cause you know, <laughs> they oh, were yeah. offering 20% off of brand new games. Yeah, there had to be some like loophole in there where they're just filtering money outside of the business. But but yeah, I mean, it was a fantastic deal. You what was? I don't even remember what the price was for it. Do you remember? Um, at first, I think it was like sixty bucks for six months or something like that, and then it turned to like thirty bucks for like a year or some shit. It it, it got really really affordable out of nowhere. So we had stocked up on a couple years. So when it did cancel. For everyone, it, like we had it for like a year and a half after. It's pretty. Yeah, cool. I want to say you and I like had ours later or something like that. But then who? Like we knew somebody that had it even longer though. Like yeah, Mitch, his uh, his service lasted for like two years after for some reason. That's so crazy, like, man. Like, I ain't mad at that, you know. Man? No, but it was fantastic. I think it also gave you. Uh, didn't it give you some like exclusives too, like exclusive deals or? Yeah, it gave you like coupons and shit. That. For games, no, you're right. It gave you coupons for certain games that came out uh, to get even more off, and I think it even stacked at some point. So the the discounts were tremendous in that game. But yeah, or in that I system. definitely missed that. Yeah, like what do you? Uh, I guess nothing like that could really work today. You think? No, not when it comes to the amount of different options that you have. I mean. I think really when it comes down to it, as we all know, it's just about the almighty dollar. And mm-hmm. so now that uh, all these, like, I think the one thing that's really aggravating me right now is the $70 price with yeah. games. Because I don't think, especially right now, at least when it comes to um, anything that isn't like purely exclusive, like anything PlayStation 5, like made by PlayStation. I think that's worth $70 because they actually put in the effort to make it literally for the PS5. Granted, here's the thing, you know, there's a caveat there. I don't really think that I'm seeing a $70 increase or, you know what I mean? Like a $10 increase in like overall production because PlayStation always did great stuff. So I wouldn't be able to tell you if it actually ended up making a big difference, but you know, I'm glad to give them 10 extra bucks. Now call of duty though. (laughs) Oh, you hear the octave? Call uh-huh. a dude at all? Seems like you mean business seventy dollars for that copy and paste BS. Like, come on now. Like, so it it doesn't really make much sense for all the games, but I'm obviously a little bit biased when it comes to PlayStation. But it's interesting though why Xbox hasn't done that yet. Do you think yeah. you have a reason behind that? To raise their game prices. Yeah, you th- yeah. Why haven't they? Like, cause wasn't Infinite sixty? Uh, I'm not sure actually. I haven't even looked at that because like Game Pass has been just so easy to get. Um, it looks like Forza is sitting around fifty right now. So I'm assuming, or what? like it's sitting around sixty, like fifty three dollars at Best Buy. Oh. So I'm wondering if that's. Let me see if there's an original price for it. Because uh, yeah, there's a sixty two. Because I think there's all their games are cross gen. With Xbox One, so I think all their games are 60, theoretically. Yeah, Halo Infinite 60 here too. So yeah, I guess I guess they just don't see the need. Uh, then again, they don't have like AAA experiences that are 
being played by um, as many people as PlayStation's games are. So that's that's for that's sure. the flip side of it. But at the same time, let me make sure I got this correct. There are some experiences coming out that are still 60 on PlayStation, which is pretty nice. Um, I think wasn't it like Ratchet or Re- not Returnal? I think Ratchet was 60 or something like that. So I think that was the same as kind of like uh, Horizon Forbidden West where you could get the PS4 version but get the PS5 upgrade for free. Oh, yeah. So I well, think that's why. I think well, that's why I don't it looks know. like that. I think it's... It might be 70. I'm not sure. What the hell? Don't know. It's hard to tell. It's hard to tell now now that like the games are out for a while and you don't really know the prices. But yeah, but anyway... The, but the, I, I was okay. gonna say to, to quickly go to uh, to Xbox real quick before you uh, you want to change the subject on it because my question is did you feel like Halo Infinite was an Xbox Series X game? Um, no, and I don't. I partially feel that way for Forza because I think that was more of a grand, bigger experience. But to say that that experience is any different than what I would have gotten on PC. Or uh, even Xbox One because I, I hear it actually runs really well on that system as well. So like, right. to say that these experiences are only exclusive to Xbox Series X, I, I'd have to say no. I I don't think there's a single one so far that's really like stood out and been like the level of Ratchet and Clank or Returnal or anything like that. I think I had a lot of fun on Forza. I had a lot of fun on Halo, but to compare it into in terms of like quality. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's beating Returnal. I don't know if it's beating Ratchet and Clank. Not even Miles Morales, which is a shorter experience. Like I feel like yeah, all, all those utilize the next gen abilities to the to the max, and they uh, they deliver it on like all fronts, graphically, story wise, gameplay wise. Like it's kind of hard to to beat what they're kind of doing on their end. Right, because that was my biggest thing with Forza. Because anytime we were playing that. I was so used to, you know, PlayStation's quick loading, even for their non-PS5 games, like they still loaded quick. That game felt like it was like an Xbox One game first and then a Series X like upgrade. Yeah, yeah. Add anything additionally when it comes to, because aren't they supposed to have the same like speed when it comes to input, output, like transfer rates and everything? Uh, What is? The Xbox Series X. Like similar to the PS5? Right. Yeah, it should it should be pretty similar, yeah. So that's why I'm I'm surprised at like how slow that, that I think the issue there is that they're trying too much to cater to the entire Xbox community where they kind of build their infrastructure on uh gaming everywhere with the cloud and you have the you know, Game Pass on all systems and it even crosses over to PC and I think they just literally want instead of making these grand exclusive experiences, they want wide spread experiences. Now, I don't know if, like, what game is going to break that trend. I think they kind of shot themselves in the foot when they made the Series S because that's basically a last-gen console made for a a next-gen era, which is kind of dumb. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, so, like, it's kind of like they have to cater to that system. And I've already heard some stories of certain games, like, kind of not struggling to perform on there, but definitely being cut down. To where certain games are being played in less than like 1080 even and just like there are elements that are just like not really keeping up with the times already and it's only been a freaking year and a half so um right it's hard to tell how long that's going to be like upkept and if they're going to keep that system 
or they're just going to drop it because I mean that's the issue that PlayStation kind of has with some of their games that they come out with that they're like uh or not necessarily PlayStation but just games in general coming out and trying to be on these like previous gen systems for instance Elden Ring I think it probably I'm not going to I don't know but it probably would have looked a lot better had it not been catered to the previous gen systems as well um, Oh definitely like if you're focusing on one thing it's undeniably that like you have less to worry about in a sense, like no matter what, just even not being a dev, you have less to worry about there. Cause you, if you do have another system to worry about, especially if it's inferior, you have to worry about it. It's performance glitches, all kinds of shit that is not there. If you're just worried about one system. And then I think right. a prime example of that is cyberpunk. I mean, it was literally unplayable on like a, a stock PS4. So go figure. It was I unplayable mean. <laughs> on the PS5. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, on one hand, I actually beat it on PS5. Like, I actually got it done. Granted, it was full of bugs. I crashed it all the time. Like, it was terrible. Um, but it was at least playable. PS4 stock edition was like... You couldn't even really, like, move in the game and, and unless you were, like, constantly crashing out or having some big game-breaking bug um, to the point where it was just, like, not enjoyable at all. And I think that's a prime example of, like... I get they're trying to cater to, like, a lot of people because they... You know, a lot of people own PS4s and and Xbox Ones and the last gen of, of consoles, especially with like limitations in stock on the new ones. I think mm. that is like one of the biggest drawbacks. But like, it's drawing back all these newer games coming out. But I think it's also like all this bundled with COVID kind of also made it to where like, no matter what, we're going to be at a standstill, even if they weren't really developing for you know, next gen only. I feel like they still have like a lot of delays, a lot of troubles, a lot of issues because the world's like changed over the past two years to where things just aren't as easy. <laughs> um, but speaking yeah, of... I'll, spe- oh, oh, go ahead. Yep. You can go ahead. I'm about to change it. I'm, I'm just curious as to when they're going to cut them off, you know, because eventually they're going to have to stop making them cross gen. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious as to when that's going to be because it's, it's not going to be a... There's never going to be a great time, right? Yeah. I don't think there's ever going to be a time where it's like, yep, now's the best time. Like, especially if you want to keep catering for the new gen, because I mean, the new gen is obviously the direction that you want to go. So I'd be curious if maybe in like the next year, if they just stop making it for both. Well, yeah, I'm like, I assume they're waiting for when there's more PS5s out there than PS4s, but who knows when that'll be. Like, even if they had the stock. I mean, PS4 is one of the best-selling consoles ever. Like, I don't know if you're yeah. going to be able to oh my gosh. trump that for a while. Wasn't it, like, over, like, 100 or maybe close to 100 million or something like that? Some shit like that. I know, I know it's up there. But, uh, well, what, what I was going to ask since we were kind of on the topic, and we'll wrap it up after this. Um, we were going to do an Elden Ring spoiler, but we we got lost in the weeds for a while. Um, but this question, <laughs> this question is about Elden Ring, uh, and we don't have to go into spoilers on this one. But... What do you think about Elden Ring's performance? Like, do you do you think like I know we got the content out of um, paying? Obviously, we got our money's worth. We got 120 hours of raw Souls-like gameplay. We beat the game. We got you know we're getting platinums. Do you think that the experience in terms of Paying for, well, I guess you didn't have to pay for like th- this one. You'd have to pay for next gen. It was basically a sixty dollars game still. 
Uh, but right. did it? Did it? My question is: Did it feel like a PS5 game, even though it's labeled? And I know it's like priced at a, a PS4 title. Uh, did it feel at all like a next-gen game? Because I, I know it didn't really fully utilize any of the abilities of the PS5. It kind of just it worked as a Souls game. Um, right. And do you think it needs that? So I think they definitely utilize the load times because, man, when you start the game up, it starts pretty damn quick. Mm-hmm. Um, so they did that for sure. I think it was definitely framey. I, I, I was asking, I don't remember if I was asking just our group chat or if it was the, uh, the everyone chat, but um, I was asking you guys if you guys noticed any frame drops. Like I feel like any like in certain areas, like when you start turning your screen, it just felt jittery. Like it yeah. didn't feel like it was a smooth 60 frames. So I think with some optimization, hopefully that'll get fixed. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, it definitely was the Dark Souls 3 engine just slightly like tuned up a little bit. Yeah. Um, because I mean, you could definitely tell a lot of the assets. Well, I wouldn't really say assets because obviously, like, dude, they have the most diverse. Items, weapons, armor, shields, magic, you name it in this game. They had, you know, knew everything. So when I say this, I'm definitely not meaning they're reusing stuff. But like the textures and the overall like like hair physics and things, you can tell that they brought over from yeah. Dark Souls 3. They definitely looked better, but they were definitely uh that janky, jagged-looking hair right. that we kind of saw in like Bloodborne and, and Dark Souls Three, right? But I, yeah, I agree, so they, and, they, and also, no, also notice the uh, before you carry on the the frames in the PS4 version I've been playing a little bit of are definitely better, uh, but still like they're not the best. Still, like they still kind of judder a little, but it's still like better than the PS5. But I did notice that the load times are significantly longer than. The PS5 ones, at least noticeably longer. Really? So I think you're right huh. about that. Yeah, like when I die, I'm like, oh shit, I died. Like I have to fucking, <laughs> I have to wait a second and then get hop back in. But on PS5, it was like, you died one, two, three. All right, you're kind of back in. Like this one's like, it's not terribly long. Maybe like twenty to thirty seconds ish. Feels like. Man, that's way more than what the PS5 version is. That's for sure. Because I feel like the PS5 version is at least. Five to ten seconds max. Yeah, like I don't even remember if this was on the PS5 version, but the uh, the PS4 version has like tips and tricks on the bottom left of the loading screen, and you can hit X to like uh, swipe through them. And oh I, man, yeah, the PS5 does not have that. Yeah, like I, <laughs> I don't even remember that. Like I, I I see that X button there, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? But yeah, it has like a tips and tricks thing, like a traditional game, and it you can actually cycle through it and actually have time to read it, but. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I will have nothing, at least that will drop the score for me when it comes to Elden Ring. Obviously, the score is go and buy it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But there were definitely some things that I was like slightly disappointed in. Like you were saying, that worm boss. I don't know what is that. A, was that a worm? What was that? I don't even remember the name of that. I think I think it is called boss. a worm. Um, I think they called it like a beast or something like that, but I think the uh, some of the guides I was like looking up at the end for like the platinum stuff, they were calling it a worm, right. a worm something. 
But yeah, they, they yeah. used that boss way too much, <laughs> bro. Way too much. I mean, even at the end of like uh, Millicent's quest, they had uh, one in like Scarlet Rot that you have to kill, and I'm just like, what the fuck? Oh, is dude. This? See, I initially ran away from that one because I'm like, I'm not wasting my time on this crap. Mm-hmm. But then when I got down there, you know, down uh, into a spoiler section that we're not going to get into yet. Um, mm-hmm. I was like looking around for her. I was like, where, where is she at? Well, you know, then I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to waste my time trying to figure this out on my own. So I looked it up and I'm like, oh, okay. So I have to fight that stupid thing. So yeah, I went and fought it, you know, and, and did the deed obviously. But it was because he's like by himself. He's really not that difficult. No. But once you put him into those like stuffy corridors and when sometimes they have like, um, you know, as you saw, environmental uh, troubles as well that you have to try to fight through. Like, then it just gets, it gets annoying at that point. It's not even yeah. like a difficult boss. It's like they're just adding additional BS that's not really necessary. <laughs> well, like I was t- just telling you, that uh, location of that talisman uh, that we were talking about off pod, that is in between three of them, just like chilling yeah. in this open field. I'm like, what the, like, what, I don't know. Some of, some of those, like I, I didn't hate all the copy paste bosses that they did, but some of them were just like right. more of a hassle than it felt like a difficulty thing or a challenge thing. It just felt like okay, you know, you know, most people probably uh, cheese this draconic sentinel on horseback. Here it is on foot. Okay, now I got to go fight it on foot. All right, uh, here's a Erd Tree avatar. Uh, most people probably fought it on a horseback or probably ran around. Here's one on a bridge. I'm just like, all right. It's just like, I get what you want me to do. You know, you kind of want me to play it and fight it up front with no horse. But like, <laughs> at the same time, I was like, all right, this isn't really added challenge. It's not that I can't beat it on foot. If I can beat it on horse, I can most likely beat it on foot. It's just, it's easier. It's simpler. I can like just get it done quicker and get out, of, get it out of the way. And I think that's some of like right. the repetitive boss fell in that category. But um, before we end this podcast, because we're going to end it probably now, uh, we'll do a spoiler cast at some point next time you get uh, some time. And yeah, then, I definitely want to be a part of that. For sure. And then we might just wait till like everybody beats it, because I know it'd be, it'd be a more interesting conversation, I think, if we had all of us on here. And to, yeah, if we had the twins, about, uh, twins and Jay. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll wait for that, because I think they're not far. So um, last question. Uh, what do you can, give? Can I, can I interject real quick? Can I interject real quick? No. Uh, what do you give? How, how, no. did, how did I meet the twins? How did I meet the twins? Huh? That, they that were is, ahead of me the whole time. That is a good question. I don't know. Well, twins, what? they've been playing it like super slow too, I think, lately. But, dude, uh, Steve was like 10 years ahead of me. Like, how did I catch up to him? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like, they, well, it seems like they all kind of stopped playing the story at some point and started doing like other things like PVP or like worrying about their builds and respecking and shit. Like they all kind of stopped and started changing shit. And I, I'm not sure what sparked that, but they all like Jay, all of them did it. I think so. I don't, I don't fucking know. You know what I'm saying? Well, I know it, why I did it. That's for damn sure. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I can't. <laughs> now you gotta get that plat before him. Cause you know, Steve's going to beat it and get the plat. <laughs> hey, tonight. all I got left to do is get those last two in baby. That's easy. Yeah. And you gotta be. So I'm about place. to. I'm, I'm about to text you tomorrow and uh, and get some of the deets on that. That way, I know if I can optimize that uh, quickness or not. You know. Yeah, it should. It's not definitely not too hard, especially if you already did the 
storylines for it, then mm-hmm. definitely text me. But uh, all right, last question: What do you give it out of a ten? Ooh, that's easy. If I could give it more, I would. So I'm gonna give it a ten point one, dude. It okay. is fantastic. Like, you know what? Whenever I saw people saying that it was a masterpiece, I already knew it was gonna be great. But it really is a masterpiece. Like, it does everything that you would ever want an open world to be. It does the fact that anywhere you go is actually meaningful. Granted, some of it may be copy and paste, but, like, the bosses there, dude, every single boss gives you something. Like, it gives you either, you know, an ash of war, it gives you a weapon, gives you a talisman. Like, you know, there's a reason to actually go and do these things. Um... The story is far more coherent than it's ever been. Like, <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, obviously, you and I kind of had our little chit-chat before this that we were kind of figuring that we didn't really quite understand some of the aspects of it. But I think overall, it was definitely very interesting, too. Like, I don't know how much George R. R. Martin had his hand in it, but, man, the... I loved like the just the overall theme. Like it almost had like a weird like Norse slash I don't even know, I guess uh medieval, like Norse and medieval kind of clashing together. Like mm-hmm. man, it was just the best hits of Souls, I think. Because now you can jump, now you can stealth, now you can horseback ride, which is definitely new, obviously. Um you can fight on the horse. Like, there's moving loot. Like, you know, those carts that they're driving around. Like, Oh, yeah. There's just so many different aspects that they have added and also brought back from the previous games that are just work so well. Like, I think the thing that I was assuming at first was, you know, since it's open world, most open world games, I don't care who you are, has a bunch of blank space that you got to run through that is usually just like a waste of time. Breath of the Wild. Well, this game, what what'd you say? <laughs> Breath of the Wild. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no. we already know that. <laughs> we, don't, we don't have to get into that here. I don't um, want Adrian to throw his phone. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to turn the pot up. No, no, no. Uh, but man, so this game just did away with that. Yeah, there's still open space, but the thing is, is that the terrain it's just so beautiful. Like there were so many moments. I hardly ever use camera mode in any game like photo mode, but in this game it needed it. Like there were so many moments where I was like, dang it. I really want to take a photo of this. Like, but obviously, you know, I just used the, the PlayStation photo, but man, it just, it did everything right. Like the, the progression felt great. And if you didn't feel like you could continue in that area, you can go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that the characters are really interesting. Granted, if you can remember them, that's that's kind of a detractor there. Um, the map was even better. Like, So you know how most people usually complain about how markers are usually on the map telling you where to go, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Well, this game, I think, to a degree, did it the best that I think any other game has done it, where... You don't know it's there until you find it, right? And there's some things that like allude to areas. Like there's some NPCs that are like, oh, hey, there's this thing over here. And then there's uh, those little like hand statue things that like point you to dungeons. Um, 
there's like little hints and then you know people's messages like the messages worked so good in this game even though people were for whatever reason on like troll 9000 on this game for god i know uh but man yeah i have the utmost respect still for from software and they have yet again just absolutely hit out of the park man it's just a fantastic game also uh this came out today uh it's apparently just sold 12 million copies like it just said sat at uh, 12 million awesome man to put it in put to put it into perspective it said um a month after dark souls 3 came out they sold 3 million this game sold 12 million Fucking insane. That is so insane. So what is up with that? Do, do they have like any reason why all of a sudden this game's just doing so much better? I think just more people are at home and then it's a meme and it like with the with TikTok and uh so many like video services out there now, I think that uh and and obviously with the success of uh, Sekiro, there's a lot of players now that have like Bloodborne as their first one they love it, Sekiro as the first one they love it. You know, souls likes like we are. Um, you, you just got to think like it's just building over time that it's just getting more and more popular. Yeah. So like, Sekiro, I, I, I think never, Sekiro getting yeah. Game of the Year probably was like a big shining light on like, holy shit, we need to pay attention. And then on top of that, now you have, um, I think with the, you know, the more popularity, the more eyes on it, you have a lot more streamers playing it, a lot more memes coming out on it. I mean, I open my TikTok, it's like every other one's like an Elden Ring video. Like something funny, people talking about like soul farming or like all kinds of stuff. Like there's so much content out there on this game that like I don't know, it's interesting. And like it's the first one that's open world too. So I think a lot more people were like, Maybe this is my chance to hop on and it seems like a lot of new players are playing it. So yeah, it's it's definitely a masterpiece for sure. That and there was way more hype I felt like behind this game too. Did you feel that as well? Oh yeah, that too. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, the the big ass you're right, the big ass uh hype train that was storming my, through every my, every game awards, every Yeah. Evening. Everybody's like, Oh, didn't read, oh yeah. <laughs> it it became memeified pretty much to where I guess people had to play it. So yeah. so what's your review? Obviously I, I assume it's definitely a ten, but like what what was your what was what stuck out to, for you? Well, we don't have time for that today, Gruber. No, to, I need we'll, to know. We'll have to save it for the next our uh, our group review podcasts our group podcasts a group look over podcast what a what a great Mm-mm. what a great cliffhanger there dude <laughs> uh yeah i loved it i don't want to go I, i'll save it for the rest uh due to time but i definitely uh i have a lot to say about it for sure and uh we can go over it whenever we get all the boys on but in in the meantime i appreciate you getting on here brother i know it's late and i know it's uh sudden and i'm glad you actually hopped on for it and we didn't even talk about yeah, what we we're going to talk about. So <laughs> yeah, we went completely off topic. <laughs> we, we have a lot more to talk about in Elden Ring. So look out for that, guys. And uh, thank you guys for listening. I will see you guys on the next episode. Thanks, group, for being here. And yes, bye. See you. Bye.